Hello and welcome to the Natural Birth Co podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are talking to Sarah today, which I am so excited for. She um, is a girlfriend of mine who has had MCDA twins for her first babes. And she had the, obviously, the special care nursery experience, which is a whole thing in itself. And then she also experienced a lot of trouble with feeding and some heart issues, etc., with one of her little twinnies. So we cover lots and lots and lots of interesting topics today in regards to the realities of postnatal life with twins. It's a lot. So I really hope you enjoy, especially my twin mums and my mums who um, it do experience the special care nursery because no one can truly understand it until you're actually in it. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Natural Birth Co. We help women and their partners prepare physically and mentally for a natural and empowering birth experience. With pregnancy, yoga, Pilates and workshops all led by a registered midwife, we have a studio here on the Sunshine Coast, Australia. Otherwise, all of our services are available online. You can learn more at naturalbirthcode.com. If you wish to advertise on this podcast, you can visit naturalbirthcode.com forward slash pregnancy dash podcast. Now enjoy this ad-free episode. Wonderful. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast, Sarah. Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. We have been waiting a while for this podcast, actually, haven't we? Yeah. How old are the boys now? Uh, They're eight months. Eight months. Almost nine. All right. And gosh, we have a story to tell from start to finish. So you and Trav were both working away. You decided to, you just got your house, I think, like, I guess somewhat recently to the time that you decided to start trying to have babes yeah we built our house um w- yeah with that whole motive of we're gonna have a family here yes we're gonna have it all ready to go yeah so yeah th- i think the house uh, was, it was probably only three well it's three years old now yeah, yeah. cool yeah. cool cool yeah so tell us about that story how you guys decided started trying etc so originally i think we were probably trying, I think, for about on and off for two years. Oh, wow. When I say on and off, I mean like I was obviously on doing contracts, so I was away during the week. Yeah. Travis was working away um, and it just didn't really always line up with my cycle. Absolutely. And it was kind of one of those like if it happens, it happens yeah. kind of thing. Um, and we were kind of – Oh, like just so busy with building the house and yeah. like I wanted to go and do my career and he was doing what he wanted to do with his career and anyway yeah we um it kind of was like oh that'd be great but it wasn't really like I wasn't sad every month that like you know if I thought oh oh I'm late yes like, and I'd do it a, a test I wasn't really sad like yeah I don't know I yeah. was kind of like just in that whole oh yeah like that'd be cool but no pressure and then yes I think we really or like I really wanted to get married yeah um I like I'd already thought oh it would be nice to get married before we have kids because I just in my mind I see a lot of 
um, mums who like they're engaged um, but they're like their whole life then becomes so like you know all about the babies and then they end up putting it off and you're like oh that's totally going to be me which is so understandable but Mm. I'm like oh maybe if we get it done out of the out of the road Mm. then um like I can just focus on then when we do really are really actively trying yeah so anyway I think that's kind of a good headspace because you know like I can understand where people get super duper disappointed when they don't actually fall pregnant but it's nice to be like kind of happy to happen whenever but they're not upset about it at the same time because yeah. that process is just so emotionally draining if you're upset every single month yes. when you're not pregnant. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So I we actually got married. Once we got married because it was like, oh, and then it was all about uh, planning the wedding. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's when we were really like, I was like, right, honeymoon baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, which was really good because I – felt like I was really ready by then too like I was like I think I just needed to get this thing ticked off my list pretty much which sounds really bad but I was like let's just get this wedding over and done and that way you get to like relish in the wedding like I imagine if you have kids and then you're trying to plan a wedding the wedding becomes more of a pain in the ass than a joyous thing to plan and like do a hands and do the wedding because then you're like what the fuck am I gonna do with the babes like you know and I just I think I totally understand why so many mums just put it off mm-hmm. because it's too hard. Yeah. And, not, and after having, my, like, you know, becoming a mum. Yes. It is too hard. It is too hard. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, hats off to the mums that are out there <laughs> who have pulled off getting married after having kids. Good yes, on you. Absolutely. If, you know, if that's what you choose to do. That's Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so we got married and then it was like, right, hop two kind yeah. of thing. And at that time, um, Travis on a better roster. Um, so it meant that like it, at my cycle was like likely to line up every month, which I feel like it was either just coming into ovulation or I was just about to like m ovulation Mm -hmm. kind of thing like it kind of lined up it was pretty good um so basically i ended up seeing a naturopath and getting her to get me ready for conception like get me on prenatals whatever else i needed and then um it wasn't really happening like we just didn't fall pregnant straight away like i was like why am I not pregnant? And then I <laughs> totally ended up being like those people who get really upset oh, every month. Oh, gosh. I was like, ah. <laughs> and I, you know, had ovulation sticks and I was like, you know, this is the right time. And anyway, so um, as it turned out, my naturopath ended up doing, getting me to do a saliva test. And she... When it came back, she said, oh, you're actually, your levels are out, your hormone levels. So you're, you've got like really, like really low um, in the red progesterone, really high testosterone and the three levels of estrogen were all over the shop. So she's like, you, to fall pregnant, you need progesterone. And I remember, I remember bawling because I was like, oh my gosh, I've got 
so much Am I a man? Yeah, literally, (laughs) I was like, I'm more of a man than a woman right now. (laughs) um, And it was, yeah, I think it wasn't until a few months, like, you know, it was a few months in of trying and I was like, I should be pregnant right now. Like, I have normal periods, I'm healthy and Travis health, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway... That was good to do that. I think you can do it through a blood test as well, but we just did it through a saliva test. And that would then, be so interesting to find out. Did they say like that that was maybe due to stress or, or anything that would have caused that imbalance in hormones? I don't know. I don't yeah. know really what or why. Mm. She didn't – she just – I think she just read the mm-hmm. um, results and was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And I was – and what did you have to do to fix that? So she had – she actually put me on progesterone, I guess the naturopathic way, whatever. Like it was in a tablet form or um, – Cool. And I think it might have been um, like twice a day um, that I'd have this progesterone tablet. Wow. Um, and just – I'll back up for a second because I just remembered. Yeah. Um, I had a – there was a month – previous to that month that we found out like with my levels I think we had a miscarriage but we like I'm not sure yeah I thought I was like have implantation bleeding and then I just kept bleeding but it was a weird yeah I thought period and it wasn't at the right time of when my period would have happened it was weird and when I spoke to my naturopath she's like "Mm, sounded like it could have been a pregnancy that just didn't stick. Because you need progesterone to hold on to a pregnancy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so that was also like another emotional like – Totally. Oh, I think of – you know. So um, after having – so I went on that for a month. She's like, yep, give this a go. That should help just, you know, help with things. And then that was the month that I fell pregnant <laughs> – like after having the progesterone for a month and then Interesting. yeah I was like boom fell pregnant and obviously I didn't know until I'd tested um and it came up positive Interesting. um yeah it was I was like cool these magic pills are great <laughs> hormones are incredible aren't they yeah. they are, they control everything so much yeah yeah so um amazing yeah so then I ended up oh she told me that I had to stop taking them which I was like no I can't like, <laughs> but they're like, magic but they're like yeah <laughs> and I've done obviously like so much research on lots of things and um I read that if your levels dropped like your progesterone levels drop like that's when you can have a miscarriage and I was like oh I don't want to like I can't not because then Mm. I might lose this baby Mm. um and she said I could go to my GP and get them to just like give me some pessaries like um yeah yeah. so um I ended up because I I was in Brisbane working at the time I was seeing a different doctor while I was there booked an appointment um I was like yep so I'm pregnant, like I've t- test, tested and it's positive. Um, and so she's like, yep, cool, I'll book you a dating scan. Um, and I said to her like, oh, but I've been taking progesterone so I need some, the, the pessaries. And she was like, oh, no, I, I don't feel comfortable like giving you those. And I was like, 
then I'm bald. And <laughs> I was like, what oh. if I lose my baby? Yeah. Oh, it's so scary. Yeah. I think it, like in total, like we had been trying for maybe five or six months and I yeah. was like, this is the first time I've actually got a positive and I'm like, I'm pregnant and I need, you know, yes, all the things. So she, and I guess because I guess, she didn't really know me because this is just a new a random GP. Yeah. yeah, she was like, oh, okay, well, I can see you're really upset. I'll just give it to you. <laughs> and she actually, sorry, she actually rang a gynecologist, I think, yeah. as maybe for approval because she – She's like, you, I can't just do that. No. Um, and I had explained to her about the whole, oh, I think we had a miscarriage, blah, blah, blah. And because she was like, you know, you need um, like history pretty much. Mm. I was like, oh, so how many, how many miscarriages do I need to have before you mm. realise that obviously need this hormone, like my belt, you know. Mm, mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, she was great. She gave me them. Awesome. Um, and I, I think she just said, just we'll test, do a blood test mm-hmm. in a fortnight, check your levels, and we did that for like a couple of times, and then I just stayed on them till, um, I think I was supposed to stay on them for the first trimester, but I'd had like a few left over, so I just kept using. That. <laughs> and, um, yes. I think I didn't stop till like 16 weeks. Wow. I just was so paranoid. I don't know. Anyway. For those who don't know, do you want to explain what a pessary is? Yeah. So it's like, it looks like a little white bullet that you actually insert Mm -hmm. um, inside your vagina. Okay. And that just, you do that at night time. And it's kind of a bit yucky because it just kind of melts out of. Yeah. um, (laughs) So it melts inside and releases a hormone. Yes, so Interesting. I, you keep them in the fridge and then, yes. yeah. And I guess because it would like melt and whatnot, you would put, you put it in at night. So when you go to bed, it's like yes. kind of still a bit. Um, I see. Yeah, but, you know, for me, I'm like, I don't care. Mm. I'll do whatever. And then you just wear a pad and it kind of drips out yeah, the yeah, night. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I think I just wore a liner. It wasn't too yes. bad. Because yeah. um, I started off on two a night. And then after a fortnight, I just went to one. Yeah. So it wasn't – it was actually fine. So good. Yeah. So and does it release progesterone? Yeah, like that's the actual – Yes. It was the progesterone. I don't know how it's – Because there's, there's different ones um, yeah. that do different hormones, but you must have had the progesterone one. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the one that I um, pretty much was like, I know my levels are this, blah, blah, blah. And yes. I think she might have even sent me for a blood test so she had confirmation. Yes. Um, and then um, she could see that they it was low. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, yeah, like that's fine. Um, awesome. We'll do that. And then after checking a few times, like it had only lift, like risen just a little bit. It wasn't in like – an amazing like oh yep you're way high you can Mm. stop now like she was like oh I see like you Mm. my body just wasn't making it or I don't know interesting so yeah so that was um like yeah pre like yeah my pregnancy like the start of it yeah um and then um yeah we went for our dating scan yes I think I was seven weeks yeah um, because it was like I had to time it when Trav was home, um, you know, went into, again, like just a random kind of booked 
sonographer. Mm-hmm. I, I think the GP, obviously, she booked it. Or yeah. she, sorry, gave me the form and was like, yeah, go to any one of these. Yeah. So we were down. I think we went to like – anyway, it was one down in Brisbane and um, I – we went in and scanned and then – the sonographer was taking a while and he's like, oh, you're definitely pregnant. And I was like, oh, okay, like that's good then. I'm not just, you know, yeah, having false positives. And then he's like, okay, so see those two little dots? Yeah. Like, we were like, sorry, what, two? <laughs> Are these like boobs we're talking about? Yeah, or? Like, <laughs> I didn't know whether he meant like it, initially I thought like the two dots was like this is the bum and this is the head. Like, you yes. Know, like, this is how big your baby is. Yes. And we're like, oh, two. And he's like, yeah, there's two in there. And I just bawled out of happiness, out of complete, like, shock happiness. I was like, oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Like, how freaking cool. Yes. Um, And Trav, he laughed. He just, he actually, I was like, is that a nervous laugh? I don't know. Probably. He laughed. It was funny. And um, the sonographer was actually like, oh, I'm, I, oh, I never know how to tell couples when it is more than one baby. Yeah. Um, could be bad. Could be good. You don't know their reaction. And um, he goes, I'll tell you what's something um, that would really freak you out. He goes, I thought there was three. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, like that would have been probably a different um, reaction. Yeah, reaction. But yeah. two I thought was pretty cool. We thought Two, was cool. super cool. Yeah, that so would have been such an exciting time. That progesterone really bloody worked. Well, I know. And now I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, what do you put it down to? I'm like, I had like no progesterone. And then yes. I figured I felt pregnant on like from a naturopath's. I'm like, surely it can't make you have two babies no. I, I don't know I don't think so, so funny but um yeah so ended up so yeah pregnant with twins yes um they they were mcda twins so they shared a placenta mm-hmm. um so that's when one egg splits okay um which and two cords and sacs is that right so two they were in two sacs but the same placenta yeah so um there's like, there's twins that are like, are in one sack and they share, so they share a sack and they share a placenta. Mm-hmm. And that's like the most high risk mm. kind of twins you can have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the like DCDA twins, which mm-hmm. is where there's two sacks, two placentas, mm-hmm. you know, that's two eggs that have been, yeah. you know, fertilized. And that's like the lowest risk, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah for twins yeah that's it um so at that time they didn't actually know um if they if they were in one sack though or if two they couldn't quite see a membrane but it was early days and they're like yeah we'll just book so I went back at 10 weeks and then Mm -hmm. again at like the 12 13 weeks I think it was Mm. um yeah so yeah amazing two babies so amazing um and then I think it wasn't until just trying to think, like, was it four? To, oh, when we did the, you know, when they checked the nuchal fold. Yeah, yeah. Um, usually between twelve and fourteen. Yeah, yeah. they, uh, 
they suspected that um, baby B had like a thicker nuchal fold. Mm. Um, sorry, that was at 10 weeks. The sonographer picked that up. And she said, when you come back at your, um, for the proper scan for that, um, you'll be able to tell. But it does look like there's a thicker fold there and that um, could mean, you know, um, Down syndrome or something mm. like that. So that was a bit concerning because mm -hmm. it was like, oh, like twins and then. If that's yeah, anyway, bit of a bummer, yeah. Well, it was just like, oh, I didn't really, yeah, I don't know, all of all of the emotions of what do you do, yeah, um, and what does that yeah. mean, and what does that look like? So yeah, yeah. But then, as it turned out, yeah, it it was fine. Mm. Um, the sonographer was like, yeah, all good, everything's fine. Um, we wanted to do the is it the N NIPT yeah. test, but that was. They kind of were like, it's kind of going to be inconclusive because mm. it's just going to show up more chromosomes so, mm. because there's two in there. Mm. So we didn't do that. They just did the whole scanning that, um, mm. the nuchal folds. So they were fine. And then, yeah, and then I just was pregnant. Amazing. <laughs> and Kick it on. Yeah. And then um, I think it wasn't until like 20 – I like 22 and six weeks pregnant. I went in for my fortnightly checkup and they noticed that um, baby B's um, um, Doppler, oh, what's it called? Oh, yeah, the like Doppler's, the Doppler yeah. flow was yeah. um, like it wasn't where it should be. Yeah. Like he um, wasn't getting all of – It's blood, pretty yeah. much, which was yeah. scary. And at that time, I had um, my MFM was on Skype. Yeah. Um, or Zoom. I had the sonographer in the room. Then they called in a an obstetrician, someone mm. that I didn't know. Um, and then um, another, I'm assuming a nurse. I'm not sure mm. who she was. Um, so for pe like for doctory people in mm. like and they pretty much were like so this is a concern we need to talk about early delivery at this stage and what that looks like and I was trying to get off the bed yeah <laughs> I was like no you're not taking my babies yeah um, I was so I just bawled because I was like, what do you, what does that mean? Like, yeah. They, um, I just came in for a normal scan yeah. and now you're telling me this. Like, yeah. It what? was really, um, it was scary because the, uh, the OB was like, I think it's good that, I think it'd be good if you, you know, um, saw a NICU nurse, somebody to talk about, um, loss and disability at this stage of what that looks like because, um, you know, Usually at like 24 weeks, that's kind of the earliest you could give birth and kind of like they'll have a chance to survive. Um, so I was not even 23 weeks and I think even baby A, which was the bigger baby, was measuring like only 400 grams at that time. And I think she said something about like 600 grams is like, survival rate or something and so yeah. yeah it wasn't great very scary um yeah definitely the mfm was amazing 
he was like our favorite person. Everyone like, loves MFM. He's so cool. Hey, just like, he's such a such yeah, a good dude. Makes everything just it's okay. Calm down. We're all good. Like yeah, let's just take this. Let's just unpack this a bit. And he's like, we're gonna just monitor and keep an eye on this um, this little babe. It's all good. Come back in a few days. We'll do a scan and just check in. So legend. Yeah, and it was it was really great that he just kind of come to the whole room down because this nurse that was also in the room was like, "Do I need to get steroid injections ready?" Like to this to the OB, and I'm like, "I've done I'm right my research right here." Literally, <laughs> I was like, "I've done my research. I know what that means." Yes, <laughs> lungs. Like I, you know, I yes. just was just really. It was unexpected and. A scary time, but and just some like not all. Some people aren't very great at dealing with those situations, as in the doctors. Like this is a yeah. huge deal. Like you got to be so sensitive and aware of how you are speaking to the parents in that moment. Yeah, and honestly, just some people are better at it than others. And the same goes for midwives. Like some are good at it, some are not as much. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard. Yeah, I definitely think her, I guess, bedside manner was really quite um, just straight to the point, which, you know, you I totally understand, but when you're so fragile. Absolutely. Like, yeah. oh, it's your baby's lives that we're talking totally. about. Yeah, It's not and something to say softly, yeah. It wasn't really, like, it was so unexpected. As totally. Well. So, anyway, we, you know, went for scans, um... It was like went from fortnightly to twice weekly and then down to once a week. Um, And then it was about um, 28 weeks. Um, Like the Dopplers were great, like just like normal again. Wow. And the only thing that I may like (laughs) in my mind, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like how do I like – fix this situation you know you can't because it's they're inside you yes I all all I could think of was oh my gosh I'm gonna um I just have to put weight on this baby like that's the only thing that I could think of doing so I just ate lots of food Uh, I don't know if that actually worked or anything but um it doesn't usually equate to the same thing. <laughs> it's no, because they're like, because you're totally, it's not. It's yeah, totally not. it's so funny. But, but it's funny. What we do like in those times of desperation, it's like, I'm going to do everything I possibly can. If there's any fucking chance yeah. of me eating more, putting more weight on the baby, yeah. I'm going to make I'm it what happen. do it. Like, I just don't know. You feel so helpless. So I just ate lots of food in the hopes that like, the baby will get bigger enough if if they end up going, yeah, it is an early delivery, then maybe, like, he, the baby's got a chance. You know? <laughs> so, anyway, that's where my head was at. That's yeah, so, so funny. Um, yeah, so 28 weeks, they were like, yep, perfect Dopplers. Like, it just, I think, amazing. slowly and surely, they got better and better and better. And um, then we were ended up going back to fortnightly scans, which was so great. Um, and then I literally just – I made it to um, – well, to the point where my OB was like, oh, like, 
we've got to induce you. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, after yeah. that. So that was um, kind of good in the fact that we made it so far. Really. Totally. Like, you know. And I was so Absolutely. heavy and sore. <laughs> yeah. Because what was your thoughts about birth? Like as you were going throughout your pregnancy and the thought of twin birth, mm. what were you kind of thinking you wanted to do? I I totally – I just wanted to have a normal – like, I mean, yeah, a normal vaginal birth. Mm-hmm. Like a – I just I – I, my bestie, um, whole she – Cole, who's been on the podcast a couple of times. Yes. You guys know how yes. Cole. She just has the most beautiful, like amazing births. And I think I found strength within like the fact that like if she can do it, like I can do it, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. it was more like I f- really held on to like, yes, it's hard and everything and it's bloody painful, but it's okay, like, mm-hmm. we can do it. Us women, we can do it. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I really loved, I guess, her first birth. Um, so, anyway, I was like, yeah, cool. Like, I'm just going to do what Hole's yes. done and I'll yeah. be fine, just with an extra baby. <laughs> um, you know, um, so I guess it was good to have that positive to look forward to, like, I don't know, Sweet. You know. Yeah. So it gave me a bit of faith. And yes. um I I had done my research like with what that can look like within a hospital mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um and with twins. twins. Yeah. Um and I joined a few forums mm-hmm. on Facebook um just to see what what the what is the what how does that look like? What mm-hmm. is you know? Um and I yeah, I I just wanted to have them like as natural as possible. Mm. Um, and I did do a hypnobirthing course. Um, oh, great. When we were pregnant. Um, yeah, I really wanted to just try and let my body do it. And, yeah. you know, my <laughs> mum's like, your great-grandmother gave birth to twins under a tree. <laughs> like, oh, you know, wow. All of these things. And I'm like, yeah, like. We've been doing it for years. Like women, amazing. Yes, like, yes. of course, why can't you? Yes, you know? yes. Um, and I do really feel like everything's kind of become very hospitalised, like yes. birth, and um, which I for good reason too. But I just wanted to try and do it as natural yeah. as possible. Vaginal birth, you know, I would have loved a water birth, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So. Um, Going into my OBs, like, okay, here's this is. I'm just going to tell you kind of how it's going to go. She's like, we at 37 weeks, we actually 36, sorry, 36 weeks for MCDA twins. That's when they Mm -hmm. like to induce or um, get them out Mm -hmm. um, through C section. And I guess a lot of people, you know, with twins, they do prefer a C-section. They do. Um, but she she was actually really good. She was like, if you, you know, if we could totally try for mm. a, um, vaginal birth, that's fine. Um, so I thought that was great. Mm. Um, I was really scared about a, like, a failed induction. Because, mm-hmm. you know, his stories about the and 
all that. Oh, and God, yeah, they, they don't sound fun. Yeah, and I just, I, I remember saying to her, I just, I think I was crying. I was like, I just don't want to fail induction because otherwise I'll just book in for a C-section and kind of get it done with. But, you know, I really also wanted to try and have them, them um, naturally so that, because um, yeah. if I never get to experience it again, like not yeah. that that's the end of the world, but I just kind of wanted to try. Absolutely. Um, you know. Which is so fair. Yeah. And then also if – it's funny I think now, but I'm like if I did want to go back for another, like right now is a no. Yeah. But um, – <laughs> well, maybe a maybe. Travis is a no. But, um, you know, then – yeah having that like not having to try and do a v back or whatever yeah 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 yeah, absolutely um, anyway the goal was to yeah try and go natural and did you because I've had a bit of a I had a mum that I did a birth workshop with who had mcda twins and there was I couldn't find much about the idea of just letting them go into spontaneous labor when they're ready I don't think many people if they're doing vaginal birth don't induce it. There's maybe not much research. Do you know yeah. much about the act of yeah. just going spontaneously? So there's risks with MCDA twins, letting them go, like letting your body just decide when, mm. you know, it's ready um, because you can get, well, your placenta can start to um, calcify and like break down pretty much. They mm. There's been studies that have shown that can happen. Um, your, you know, your risk of stillbirth goes up. Your, um, you can get twin to twin transfusion, mm. which is, you know, where one um, baby gets more blood than the other, but it can happen at birth. So mm. it's kind of like, you know, a lot of a lot of people. Well, there was a f- one particular forum that I joined was totally against um, natural birth. Like a, wow. I don't want to say natural because every birth is natural, but yeah. uh, vaginal birth, they were very against it because it's super risky, high yeah. risk. But okay. there's also been, yeah, lots of studies that have shown it's actually fine, can yeah. be done. And a lot of people do give birth. And I do think, you know, people yeah. who don't even know they're having twins give birth. Is that right? Does that happen? Well, Back in the day. Back in the day, yeah, my yeah, yeah. Dad's True. actually a twin. He's an identical twin. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's MCDA? That's MCDA. And my grandma had no idea. <laughs> she was pregnant with twins. So. What? Yeah. That sounds unbelievable. Yeah. Doesn't so, it? I know. Like, they just didn't have. And that was not that long ago. Like, no. Like, my dad's in his 50s. What? But, um, yeah, he didn't. Uh, she didn't know. She. Um, she said when they – because they didn't have ultrasound back then. Right. And she reckoned the Doppler was um, – it. she reckoned the heartbeats beat at the same time. Wow. But now when I think about it, I'm like, they probably just put the Doppler on, found a heartbeat. Yeah. And was like, yeah, good. You're good. You're fine. You know. Unbelievable. I am literally just imagining that birth room at the time when one came out and then the contractions kept happening and that moment of realisation of – I've got another fucking baby yeah. in my belly. Yeah. What? I know. She found out literally after the first one came out. 
That's just yeah. unbelievable. I know. Un- unbelievable. I don't know how I'd go. How, that you, would, how be, would you feel? How would you feel? <laughs> like how would the – and even of like the birth professionals as well, like all of a sudden changing the headspace to be like, oh, I'm looking after a twin birth now. Yeah. Like yeah. whole new ball game. <laughs> yeah. And she – like she had a little – like because my dad's one of three, so she already had like a toddler at home. Oh, my god! Do you imagine like not Crazy. actually really – Oh my gosh! Anyway. Prepared at all? Totally. So funny. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, where was I? Um, yeah, you were talking about the idea of not having an induction, and that you were wanting to have an induction yeah. but birth naturally. So I was, I was happy to be induced as close to thirty-seven weeks as possible because I guess that's when they um, are classed as like term. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, correct. So I was like, yeah, if I can get them to there, then they'll it'll just be better. Like the longer in, the better. Great call. You know, I agree. So uh, my OB wanted to induce me at thirty six weeks, mm. um, but that fell on I think like a Friday, mm. and she's like, we'll do thirty six and three. Like mm. it'll be it'll end up being like the Monday. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you know, we'll induce you, but we like to induce you from. Like at thirty six weeks, so we'll do it, you know. And mm. I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, kind of wanted to just be more closer to thirty seven weeks. And she said, it's ultimately ultimately up to you. Um, but you know, this is this is, you know, I don't know. They, I feel like they word things, and you just you crumble, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, these are yeah. your babies. They're the professionals. You don't really want to question them. Yeah. And I'm so like, I don't know. I just found I had all of this like with hypnobirthing, like trying to advocate for yourself. That just all went out the window. Right. I just was like, oh, okay, like melted. Like, oh, whatever you think, you know. Talk about that. What was it? Was it um, the doctor maybe using terminology talking about risk a lot or talking about death or she kind of said like the reason why we're inducing you is because baby b was smaller than baby a Mm. and was like at that time was like on the third percentile and because of i guess previously with the dopplers and whatnot she was like you know like baby you know isn't i guess like in the best condition? Yeah, like, I don't... She she kind of was like, you know, baby B um, is on the third percentile. And the, the way she was kind of saying it was, like, just literally like that. Well, mm. you know, and it was kind of like... She, she goes, if you wanted to wait a few days until you're 37 weeks, she goes, would I be worried? Yes, but it is up to you. And just kind of the way she was going about it was like... We're inducing you because studies have shown this is the time. Mm-hmm. This is the safest time. Also because of your baby, which we later found out that he was IUGR, which mm. is um, growth restricted. Mm. Um, but they never actually kind of said that to me. They might have known, but they didn't actually tell me until after he was born. Mm. So um, anyway, uh, yeah. It's like, just so hard, that, that whole thing, because when a birth professional's – talking to you about your health, your baby, your pregnancy, 
there should be zero coercion or bias opinions. Yeah. We should just say the facts and let you choose from there. Um, maybe if you ask for our opinion, we could say what we think, but we shouldn't ever push you or coerce. And it's just such a it's such a tricky thing because it is obviously our job as well to tell you the stats and the risk, yeah. but then everything turns into risk and fear-based. Oh, it's yeah. such a balance. Like, yeah. I don't even know myself what the balance is. It's yeah. tricky. Like, I I feel like she was all for, like, I think if the, I think if things were different and maybe they had two placentas and two sacks mm. and maybe, you know, everything, you know, there was no issue prior, prior mm-hmm. I think she would have been like, yeah, look, can push it a bit like mm. but I think she I don't know look mm. I guess they yeah they definitely make you worried and, f- and yeah. it is fear-based fear-based so, and it's your for us like our first baby babies so I'm just gonna do what they tell me mm-hmm. um but I told them what I wanted and how how I can kind of get there so she was like we'll induce you um with a balloon catheter um, and then, you know, syntocin and drip and off we go kind mm-hmm. of thing. So we ended up like agreeing – I ended up agreeing to being induced when she wanted me to. So that was 36 and 3. And she said, you're going to be labouring all day. There's another day. So she was kind of helping me get around the fact that I will be closer to 37 weeks by the time they're actually born. Mm. So I was like, okay, like, you know. And I had actually developed pups in that last week. Yeah. So that was extremely itchy and <laughs> red and just really uncomfortable. Yeah. So I wonder too if my body was like, yeah, I'm done too. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went in. It was Anzac Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3 p.m., they um, inserted the balloon catheter, mm-hmm. which took four goes <laughs> to put in because um, the midwife couldn't actually – she could barely get, like, her finger through to my cervix. Uh, so that was really, really painful. Mm. Um, I had actually done research, though. Like, I'd, I don't know. I YouTubed it because I didn't mm. know – what this balloon catheter thing was. Good so I you. like YouTubed, what is this? And um, and yeah, a lot of people were saying it was really sore, like really um, painful. Wow. Um, so I ended up saying to them, can we have the gas on hand? Because Good on you. I, by that stage, I'm like, I'm not going to be a hero about this. Yeah. Like, Good. I'm just going to kind of, like I was already – in such a weak state, being induced and not being able to let my body do, yeah, you know. So I was like, you know what, I'm just – I want to have the gas if I need it. Yeah. Because that's, you know, I feel like out of everything, I guess, it wears off pretty quickly. Definitely. So that took four goes and she ended up getting another – like the lead, team leader, I think, to come wow. in and actually – get the job done uh, um so that was painful and I did use the gas good like I I'm did glad. I was just like yeah it was painful but so um glad. once that was in 
um, we stayed on the ward for um, the night and then for like a a. 5am start, Mm -hmm. went into the birth suite um, and then I remember saying to them, when you like get the balloon catheter out and whatnot, because they're like, we're going to have to break your waters and whatnot. Um, I was like, can you do that all at the same time? Yeah. So I just didn't want to be like poked. Yeah. Prodded in there for yes. like multiple times. Absolutely. Like, and I, I actually remember having a soft moment telling my husband, I was like, like when they were doing the balloon catheter, I was like, oh my gosh, like, like that hurts so much. How am I even going to like push a baby out, let alone two. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm clearly just a mess. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. So, Aww. yeah. But anyway. And that's not how you want to feel entering into your birth, hey? No. You know, like, that confidence is a bit no. shot. Yeah, Aww. totally. And that's what I mean about, like, my whole, I feel like the whole hypnobirthing thing was, like, just that advocating for yourself I really felt because of all of these risks with high pregnancy, you just – you couldn't almost argue. I feel like, yeah, if the table was turned, it was one baby and everything was yeah. normal, it would have been fine. But yeah. I just really – I melted a bit, you know. Fair call, fair call. So, um, but, yeah. So and even I don't think, like, just because you accept recommended care doesn't mean – that you melted if you like hear them out you discern your own values what you want but then you truly feel for the safety of you and your baby the best thing to do is be induced for example Mm -hmm. and you're just simply agreeing with what they recommend and you're deciding to get that done that's not melting that's actually super powerful in itself yeah you know like it's because I think it's almost more powerful to not be stubborn to I'm having a natural birth because that's what I have to do to being yeah able to make a reasonable decision in your own mind um as to what the best thing is for you and your baby like that's the most important thing yeah so I don't view um your birth as you being you melting easily at all it was just you making responsible decisions for a high-risk pregnancy yes which and they did have you know me and the babies you know, yeah. Like they they did have us like as the most important thing. Like yeah. So, and you know, I do respect absolutely that they had all their the best intentions for yes. us to be healthy and safe. You know, delivery. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I um kind of just went along with yeah with um what they suggested, which was. Mm-hmm. And again, they were supporting me with the whole me wanting to have my natural birth. It mm-hmm. just kind of had to go a certain way. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I guess, yeah, with a high, yeah. high risk. Yeah. I mean, I was, I'm pretty lucky to not just be like, no, we're booking you in. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I ended up being, after they removed the, um, the ca- uh, balloon catheter, I was about three centimetres. Great. Yep. So it worked. Um, and then they broke Twin A's waters to get things going. And cool. they, they did put a fetal scalp monitor on, yeah. Bob, which was purely because they wanted to make sure they could track. Yeah. Um, they're like, this is 
this is like direct, like we can track, you know, heartbeat and then yeah. the other one was a CTG that they yeah. put on. So, you know, again, it's like that necessary evil. Like, Surrendering. You know, yeah. Surrendering Just, to it is what it is. That's it. Um, yeah. Totally. So, and then syntocin and influence. Yeah. And then I like labored all day with like no gas. It was like probably the best part of my entire labor. Yes. It, I just, it was great. Rocked it. I, it you was like, rocked it. I was like, it. this is fine. Like the Sintosin. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone tells me, oh my gosh, no, that, you know. The, the, injections are way more painful. Yeah. yeah. And you I. You just never know. I found my contractions fine. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing because I was so scared. That that was the most I was so I was so scared about having this um, you know, syntocin and the like drip thing and making my body do Yes. Like because I had read that if your baby's not ready for like the you know, the fast contractions, it can send them into distress yeah, and then you end up yeah. having a C section. And I was like, I just don't want that to happen. Anyway, they did it. They were so great. Um slow and steady they just slowly like upped Love the syntocin and so my contractions were great amazing totally fine. amazing um, yeah, yeah it was the most chilled out uh, we had funky music on yeah um i feel like trav and i breathed for the first time like yes with with the whole like how everything had been going, it was oh, like, yeah. you know, so. The anticipation's I, gnarly. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, we're here, we're fucking doing the introduction, yeah. we've surrendered to it, we've accepted. Yeah. Let's just enjoy it for it's what it is. Totally. And, and I just think the fact that they didn't end up being painful, it's such a great message that you got to remind yourself everything, everyone's different, everything's yeah. different. So yeah. if you're going into your birth and it's maybe you've had to make a choice that you didn't want to have to make, you know, you never know. So don't, yeah. don't like get so frazzled by it because you could be totally fine. Yeah. 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 Which is exactly the biggest surprise. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm like handling this totally fine. I'm like a boss bitch. What's Literally. The <laughs> I don't know if it was just because like my body was like already sore and heavy and everything. Yeah. That this contractions were nothing compared to like my back pain and yeah. you know all the rest of it yeah. I was like ah that's piece of cake so, <laughs> so that was that was cool I so that cool. was really cool um so yep labored all day and then um by the afternoon I put my L10s machine on cool um and that was really cool I it was more of a distraction than a pain reliever yeah um I would totally use one again. Yeah. Um, and at that stage, I was five centimetres dilated. Amazing. Um, it was gr- great. So then as my contractions progressed into the night, um, I remember like my OB really wanted me to have an epidural mm. for two reasons. So she said if at the time uh, like – both babies were head down, mm. but at any point, like, one can turn, mm. you know. And it, mainly once the first one's out because if – once the first one's out, there's more room. Mm. So there's more likeliness of having mm-hmm. baby B turn. And if mm. um, 
maybe B turns transverse or breach, whatever it might be, mm. they would try and do like turn externally or would end up going inside mm. and moving bub, which is like having someone's hand up there. That's pretty. No, thank you. You know, yeah. that's painful. Yeah. Not um, only in the vagina, but then up to your like uterus. <laughs> yes. Turning a I three kilo baby or whatever. No, thank you. I was already a mess with one tiny little finger. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like. That kind of shocked me a bit. I was like, oh, my gosh, okay. And then... Yeah, cool. It's the shock factor that makes us make these big decisions, yes. you know? Yes. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. And um, But it is truth at the same time, so... Yeah, yeah. like she was just like, you know... <laughs> yeah. Um, And she said, you know, the second reason is because if they can't move Bub, if, if Bub moves and then they can't get them back into position, then that's when they would end up doing an emergency C-section mm-hmm. and I would like be put under. So I'd be mm. asleep when mm-hmm. the second baby was born. So, yeah. and I was like, oh, I don't want to miss a birth. Yeah. So I kind of, uh, well, yeah, I said yes to the epi yeah. prior. I was, I, um, I ended up saying, yep, happy to do yep. that. If that means that I'm able to still have my natural birth and yep, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And, they were like, we don't have to do it super strong. We can just do it so that it's like you can actually still feel and whatnot, mm, You'll, like yeah. uh, the contractions, but it won't be like painful. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, great, cool. Yeah, cool. whatever, we're going to do this. So um, said yes to the uh, epidural. Yeah. And then so by the time I think it was like – would have been after 7.30 at night. Mm. Um, and they were – at that time we're doing about four hourly – um, checks like yes to see how dilated I was. Um, I was due for my next check in like an hour. Yeah, but the um, is it the anesthesiologist? Oh is yeah, the um, I don't know what they called anesthetist. Sorry, I just had a such a mind blank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those the anesthesiologists. Anesthesiologist. They're the people that put you asleep, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. anesthetist. Anesthetist yeah. is – yeah, okay. Yeah, so they, they, the anesthetist does it all, like this, the epidurals and put you asleep. Oh, right, and, okay. Yeah. Make up yeah. a word. So <laughs> she had arrived to give me the epidural. So by that time, right, I was still breathing, but I wasn't talking. Right. Through my contractions. And they had actually ordered this epidural like an hour ago, hour yes. before. So she'd finally turned up and I was like, oh, yeah, hi. Yeah. You know, yeah, not really talking. Um, and they're like, oh, we'll just do it because you're doing fine. Yeah. You're due for a check but not until now, like kind of thing. Yeah. So we'll just – we'll go ahead. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. So sat on the bed, like leant over. Yeah. Um, and then sh- like it just wasn't working. <laughs> Getting the epidural in. Yeah, just oh, it no. just it took a total of five goes. <gasps> oh, yeah. So when you didn't even want it. No. Oh. This is the thing. I'm like you you know, it is what it is, but it was like, oh, like can't like I just <laughs> Yeah get it in, get it done, otherwise don't do it. Yeah. Um and so she was like, I'm really sorry, like I, I'm gonna have to get someone in to help me or yeah. And I was like, okay. And I remember having the gas because I because it hurt so much. Yeah. More, like more 
than the contractions. the contractions. I've heard that a lot of the time for women getting epidurals that it ends up being the worst part of the whole labour. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, you know, you can brace yourself and whatnot and if it only took, like, the first go. Mm-hmm. But it literally took four goes mm. and then she got somebody else in mm. and that was the fifth go and it worked on the last go. Oh. Um, but it was like, yeah, I, and I'll have to add, I remember like I had my eyes closed um, and I'm like biting down on the gas. Yes. And in that moment uh, I was like, like the gas was slipping. Yes. And I I think I was holding on to something. I don't know what I was holding on to, maybe the bed. And um, – Travis was holding the gas for me, but it was yeah. slipping, and I was like yelling at him because I was like, "Gas is slipping!" Like, yes. Oh. And then I had to let them know when I was getting a contraction as well. Yeah. And I was like, "Get your contraction!" Like, you know. And they're like, yeah. "Just keep, keep really still." And I'm like, "I can't." Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, he Travis had actually in that moment given the gas to another midwife that was whole like helping yes at that time and he had gone and sat down because he was gonna faint oh no poor love he has a needle phobia like completely like can't do needles so I guess after like time and time of like getting these needles and not he was like keep it cool Trav keep it cool he was like gonna (laughs) pass out and yeah and I think because I was like he wasn't replying to me. Yes. Um, I couldn't see and I was like, oh, like what's going on? Anyway. Yes. Anyway. And oh, you were slightly distracted fair, fairly yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, like give me back, yeah. the, give me back the gas. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who's Literally. giving it to me. Just give it to Just me. Just give it to me, whatever you're doing. Yeah. And then um, so I didn't know he'd gone and sat down. Yeah. And, like the midwife was like, are you okay? And I oh. heard her say, are you okay? And he's like, like trying to tell her like, don't. She'll know if I'm not okay. Yes. Like, don't look yes. at me. Don't talk to me. Um, anyway, so that was kind of funny. I didn't, yes. I didn't actually know that that happened, like that he was almost going to pass out. So That's so funny. Anyway, he came back over and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yep, I'm here. Like, yes. I'm like, righto, like hurry up and hold the bloody gas then. <laughs> anyway. So, You're going to be here make yourself useful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Are you on a coffee break? Get back here. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so that happened and then, yeah, it's like once once they're like, yep, okay, you're good to go. You can hop back like on the bed yeah. comfortable again. Um, they checked me straight away. Mm. I was nine centimetres. <gasps> oh, my god. So... I think I went into transition. Yes. Either, like, I think I was, like, in that position. How awful. Yeah. So, like, and I, because I remember just it being just, like, like, how long is this going to go for? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're nine centimetres. So, I wonder if I was actually closer than they thought. Yeah preparing me for the epi but because we didn't check like we don't know but then yeah. I obviously yeah got but in. then the whole point was for the pushing phase wasn't it getting the epidural it's not like you it were was, getting it because it was you actually, weren't coping it was it was actually the epidural yeah yeah was purely 
in in case. Yeah. It wasn't for, oh, I, I can't do this. I, exactly. need, I need pain relief. It was purely for if baby B turns, if you yeah. can't turn baby B back. Like it was. Yeah, if it, you it was go a, for a Caesar, yeah. Literally, yeah. So it, it was not actually for pain. No. At that time. So, so probably good that it, it went in later at like nine centimetres then. Well, because then you got to experience your whole. I labor. totally did, yeah. But in hindsight, I also think, oh my gosh, what happens if my body was at like seven centimeters or eight, and yeah. then I, and then it's too late, and I'm like, oh, oh well, yes, oh, I get to just have do my this. natural birth yeah, now. Yes, like, you know, so true. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if I would have felt like yeah. maybe I would have freaked out and gone, oh no, it's too late. What does yeah. that mean? You know? Who yeah. Knows? So. Yeah, so I was nine centimetres. Amazing. Um, and then it was like just have a little minute, a little rest, whatnot, and I was on the bed. Um, and then I just became super, super numb, like up to just under oh, my boobs. Yeah, okay. F- like lift my legs. Yeah. It was maybe when she was doing the epidural like it was getting numb in spots but not working fully and then I was just so numb like it just I feel like the fifth one was like oh well we'll just do it here and that's gonna numb the whole body almost like that's how I felt it was like oh so yeah so that kind of that really sucked because I was like I can't it wasn't until like my contraction was like at peak that I could go, oh, I think I'm having a contraction. Yeah. So I really, I really couldn't feel like good, positive that I wasn't in pain or anything. Yeah. Um, but I was fine before anyway. Yeah. Um, not talking, but I yeah, was yeah, yeah. totally breathing through it and managing coping. it fine, yeah. coping fine. Um, but yeah, it did suck not being able to feel. So after I remember doing, yeah, it was like three hours of pushing of like right. pushing break pushing break pushing yeah like I didn't know the time frame until yeah. after but it was three hours total exhausting yep and nothing in what position well on my back, back which knees up I yep on in stirrups in stirrups yeah you know yeah yeah and yep. I actually said to the midwife who was just amazing but I said can we like tilt me forward mm-hmm. so that I could just I don't know gravity yes try and get baby down Good like question you know, I, I love that you said that because she was kind of like you've got to push down into your bum and I was like I don't even I can't even feel like yes I'm not pushing right like who would yeah. have thought that you couldn't like yeah I didn't it makes it. such an impact it makes such totally. an impact so I just um that didn't really work either mm-hmm. well it just it didn't nothing worked mm-hmm. um and then it just my OB was like oh I think it's time we probably maybe maybe we just give bubs a hand out mm. um and she's like because you know you've been pushing for a while now and you're getting exhausted and mm. I was like I'm good I'm fine let's do this let's, you know yeah keep get going started. but I didn't know how long it had been yeah and so she was like all right you know do suction cap um to help and she's like and then if that doesn't work we'll have to use forceps Mm. she said but forceps will get pretty much any baby out so Mm. I was like Mm. okay and I knew if if (laughs) I knew forceps meant episiotomy Mm. and I'm like okay just like don't tell me 
do the PCO. I right, yeah. Know. yeah. I just didn't yeah. want to know. Anyway. Yeah, fair I, call. I'd the, be the same, especially with an epidural. Yeah, yeah, just like, I don't know, like, okay, we're cutting now. Like, oh. no. So. That gives me a lump in my throat just so, thinking of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just said, I don't want to know about it. Yeah. Just do what you need to do. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Good um, on you for vocalising that. Yeah, and she was so great. She was like, yeah, no, that's fine. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So, um, they, she went in. She tried the suction cap twice mm. and then it just kept coming off. So she's mm. like, we're, we're going to have to do um, forceps. forceps. And I was like, yep, okay, that's fine. And then um, like – and meanwhile, with this happening, there was a lot of people in the room, mm. like – which I did know was going to happen because mm. they're like, look, you've got two babies, so we need two teams of people mm. – and being that they are actually premi, mm. we will have you know the NICU team mm-hmm. at Peds. Um, we're gonna have more um, OBs and midwives and all that. So, mm. and it was really actually quite comforting that every now and then, when I was in labour, they actually a few like people would come in and introduce themselves, mm. and it was it was probably a much like i think back now I'm like that's really positive because it wasn't just like this rush of people coming mm. in at the end it was mm. hey i'm such and such where you know we're going to be looking after baby a mm. we're going to be looking after baby b blah blah, blah. Mm. i'm mm. going to be there and you'll see a lot of people but you know it's fine we're all here for mm-hmm. them and you so i so nice it was nice it was it was good i um cuz then when she was getting ready to get um the babies out they were all there and they're like, g'day, like, you know, yeah. like just standing back, but they were there and I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, my legs are in the air <laughs> and I'm obviously so numb, so I'm like happy as like, yes. g'day, how are you going? Like, yes. you know, um, it was, it was actually quite enjoyable. It was like, awesome. yeah, I'm going to meet my babies, like. So good. Yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah, it That's wasn't awesome. a scary thing um, and I think that was because. They, it's like a well-oiled machine there. Yeah. Like they know what's going on mm-hmm. and it's all different for the person in labour. So mm-hmm. it was nice to to have that experience. Yeah. And it, rather it being like, yeah, a mm. bit scary rush of people. So. Yeah. 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 So that was nice. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, they um, – so she had to do forceps for baby A um, – his head was tilted, so when he came out, um, he was actually bruised on his eye. Um, but she had told me she said his face isn't completely in the right spot. Yeah. Um, but you know, she didn't say he's going to be bruised, but she was just like, yeah. "Oh, he's just tilted a little bit, blah blah." So that might be why the suction cap's not working. Anyway, right. so when he came out. Um, it was just like, oh, you know, very emotional, it was yeah. beautiful. And we didn't actually know what we were having. Uh, like we didn't find out the sex of the, now I can say boys because yeah. they, boy, they end up being a boy. But I remember being like, I just want Travis to tell me. Like yeah. I just want that secret, like that surprise from him. I don't want it from a, like a. Yeah, stranger. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. I just, anyway, and he's like. It's a boy, like, oh, it's a boy. Like, I think, I think, I don't know, when he was, he was 
showing me. I don't know. It's all a little bit blurry. Yeah, fair call. But fair they call. did put him straight on me. Beautiful. Um, and he had a little bruise on his eye, but it was it was fine. It went over in a few days. But yeah. um, but yeah, and he was breathing and beautiful yeah, dark hair and just it was beautiful. Aww. Yeah, I was like, yeah, look, look what we made. So cute. <laughs> so that was nice. Um, and babes in good condition. Yeah, like Fantastic. he's. I think he's absolutely. Our school was fine. Great. Um, I have a video, like the one of the midwives took a little video um, and I look now and I'm like, like in that moment I was like, oh, he's breathing, he's fine, blah, blah. And, then, and I look back and I'm like, he, like he doesn't look like alive almost. Yeah. But in that moment you know that they are because they're yes. like, you know, looking around. It was just like, you know, that whole moment I don't know it's just such a rush absolutely so, yeah um so he was fine um and um he we named him Sonny cute um so he's the baby A and he was the bigger baby mm-hmm. and then when I um I ended up giving him to Trav to hold when I was ready to push for baby B mm. In that time, though, when they did my episiotomy, they had cut a blood vessel that just kept spraying out, apparently. And, um, you know, look, it could happen to anyone, I guess. But um, they had to stop that first. Um, But I, yeah, I think they stitched me up and then... The whole episiotomy or just no, the blood just vessel? No, just the blood vessel. That sounds strange. Honestly, I've never seen that. I don't know what they did, but they had to stop. The bleeding. Yeah. So I guess they had to do like a Hectic. I don't know what they did. Yeah. I wasn't down that end, but. No. And they didn't want to know like, about it. No. Yeah. And I actually didn't know. They were like, oh, we've just got to um, do a little stitch. I think that's what they said. But I didn't, I was just, I didn't care. I yeah. Like, I've just had a baby. Like. I'm yeah. Like, you could do anything to me. I'm yeah, fine. And I'm happy. I, I was so unaware of really what they were looking at or doing or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's so good. I think yeah. that's a good way to be. Totally. So, um, so yeah. So, they had to do that first and then it was ready for baby B to come out yeah. and they just put suction cap on and in one push he was out. Um and so that was good because it was like great. great. It worked. We didn't have to do for like forceps again. Um, and oh, so good. Yeah. And then he came out and he looked like exactly the same but smaller. Yeah. And then um, it wasn't long until the peds actually took him. Yeah. And had a good look over. And then yeah, he went to NICU. Which just him. Yeah. We. My OB the week before had said, because I was like, oh, you know, I just want, with the whole induction, I just want to make sure that, like, they're all good and I don't really want to have NICU time, obviously. Mm. She said, if I had a guess, maybe baby B would go to special care. Mm. So that was actually quite good that she told me, because told us, because I, um, it, then it wasn't a shock when he did go. Yeah. Um, because it was like, okay, no, we knew this was going to happen. It's fine. Like, mm. I kind of like... I agree. my head around it beforehand. So, I thought that was really good that she kind of like maybe just put planted that seed. In I that, agree. In our mind. So, when that happened, Trav went um, 
went with mm. and then that after that it was just a blur mm. like I I I had realized like like I had lost lots of blood I didn't I didn't realize at that time but I had lost lots of blood and mm. um yeah like not being with Trav but having um Sunny still with me was nice um yeah, it was all a bit of a blur. But the mm. like the midwife was like, Obi was stitching me up and midwife's like, oh, checking the placenta and she's like, mm. it actually um, has started to calcify. So I thought that was interesting. That, that is interesting. Yeah. And the cords were two velamentous cords. and ah. um, Which means that the cord's not attached to the sac. It, it kind of has veins running off, sorry, the placenta, veins running off the placenta and then it attaches like elsewhere yeah, in the like, random sac. It's like, yeah, like instead of it being in the middle where it yeah. should be, it's like on top, I don't know. It's like not even attached to the lobes. It's yeah. like veins off the side, which is quite dangerous like to birth with. So that's yeah. interesting that it wasn't even picked up in the internet. Well, as they well. thought... Baby B's was a marginal right. uh, cord. Yeah. But baby A's was fine. Interesting. So it is crazy how that ended up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, so the placenta – and I was like, oh, that's cool. I actually kept my placenta. Cool. Yeah. I was, I was like, I'm so interested in, like – Yeah. I was like, oh, no. You know, anyway. Yeah. What did you do with it? Um, it's in the freezer. Oh, still I cool. do plan. I know. I was supposed to plant it. But um, traditionally, um, my mum's culture is to bury it. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to, um, gr- like, you know, tie you know, your child to the earth and it be yeah. very, um, you know, grounding and whatnot. Absolutely. So, um, but I think... I think she said that they, you know, you could just have, you know, when the belly button kind of falls off. Yes. You could just bury that. But yeah. I was like, no, I want to bury the whole percenter. Do that. That's um, cool. Yeah. But traditionally it's the grandmother that does it. Um, and my mum's like, what? What? <laughs> Why did you keep it? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, mum, I thought it'd be, cr- I thought it'd be really cool, mum. <laughs> anyway. So, um, anyway. So... So, yeah, um, basically after that, yeah, I woke a few hours and then um, Trav was back in the room. He was asleep. And I actually remember um, there was a time, like it was a small snippet of time where Sunny was trying to latch, I thought, and so the midwife was trying to help me do that. But she was also doing a lot of other things, so it was... I, I don't – like, he kind of latched but didn't, I, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then I just don't even remember. I was, like, so tired. Mm. I remember holding him in my arms and the midwife saying, do you want me to take him? Mm. And I said, actually, yes, because I think I'm going to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I just had no energy mm-hmm. um, and had a, had a rest – um, I'd luckily uh, um, express some um, colostrum beforehand. Awesome. Um, so she gave him some colostrum, and um, which was great. And then, yeah, I woke a few hours and just, yeah, 
felt like I'd been hit by a bus. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, I um the epidural would have worn off a bit and Well, this was the odd thing. It did, mm. but I had I couldn't walk. I could stand, but I couldn't walk and I just felt like everything was like gonna fall apart. Yes. And I think the weight of my belly it was just the strangest feeling. Yes. Just like not having anything. I don't know. When there's babies in there, like your belly's like, I don't know, tight. Mm. And then when they were out, it was like just mush and also yes. just like, I don't know, it really felt like a heavy pull. Right. So, um, Internal? Yeah. Like, like it was almost like, it took my breath away a bit wow. because I was like, oh, my gosh, just need to, like, hold my belly. Wow. Because, but I don't know if that's just because I had such a big belly. Yeah. Um, after having two babies. Like, yeah. I remember at, at the 36-week mark, I was measuring 43 weeks. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. I was yeah. – Bigger than average, of course, being yeah. twins. Yeah. Yeah. So that – I remember they putting me in a wheelchair and giving me a shower – Mm. and before I went up to the ward but but prior to that um I was still losing a lot of blood Mm. and the midwife kind of gave me a bit of a push and um Mm. this is the thing I didn't know about is that whole like pushing and twisting on your belly after you've given birth I didn't even know about that yeah um just to check your like there's no clots yeah Um, that it's firm and central yeah yeah I had no idea and it can be a bit tender hey it was like what are you doing it was yeah it was so odd but yes um a big clot actually came out yeah so she's like oh that's why you're still bleeding yeah so I think in total like I I had lost a litre and a half, but I guess if you add the clot, maybe it was closer to two. I don't know. Interesting. um, So I did lose a lot of blood. um, It is. And I I feel like my birth really was quite positive. Good. Of all the things that kind of happened, it was still like a positive experience because I was still able to have – my baby's the way I wanted. Yes. Um, with a few, you know, kind of things. Compromises. Like, yeah, compromises know. probably what the right word is. Yeah. Um, but overall, like, I wasn't in pain no. giving birth. It was all very calm. Like, everything yeah. was calm. And, and Love that. it just kind of was very flowy. Like, it was just, you know, and I had amazing amazing team looking after us so amazing I had a great um yeah really good birth I'm so happy to hear that and see that goes to show it's all about perspective you know like if you were you know stubborn in your mind to no epidural I'm gonna push these babies out by myself no instruments and then you'd had the birth that you had you would perceive it as a really negative experience right But because you were open-minded and you were reasonable and you were, um, yeah, as you say, going with the flow and you were the, the active sole decision maker of everything. Yeah. You know, everything you chose. Yeah. Like there was – the biggest difference. I could have jumped up and down and been like, no, this is not happening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, ultimately they had our, the best interests, mm-hmm. you know. And they, they were – they really were great. Like I didn't have an argument with anyone or mm. I didn't like no one made me feel like I didn't have a choice. Good. Um, but it was 
you know, a few little hiccups like getting the balloon catheter in a few times and getting the epidural right a few times. Like, Mm. I mean, if you took those things out or just Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. it it was actually fine. It was actually really, you know, really nice for what it was, a Mm. high-risk pregnancy with twins. Mm -hmm. I still was able to walk away going, yep, I had my my babies. Love that. The way I wanted really. I love that. Yeah, so, and my episiotomy, just for anyone who is maybe wondering, I actually found that my healing was fine. Fantastic. See, that's good to put out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I guess everyone is different, but um, don't be so scared. It's not. Yes. It's it's okay. Yes. And I feel like it looks like a tiny little stretch mark. Okay. Almost. Like it's the weird, like the scarring's fine. Like Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And you don't get like say pain with sex or anything like that when it's having to stretch because that's been the biggest thing I've heard. I I don't think so. I feel like, I mean, it's a whole nother story, but I mm-hmm. feel like with intercourse, it's, it's, it took me very long to yes. get my head around doing going there oh, the totally, first time but totally totally I actually found it I thought I would just be you know very loosey-goosey yeah <laughs> but um I was totally I was actually more the opposite wow yeah and it, and it was like it was sore I think because everything was tight yeah it's yeah. amazing how the body recovers it's yeah. like I haven't had anything inside me now for however many months after the birth yeah it does just fully yeah. come back together doesn't it yeah it's it's amazing yeah, yeah. everyone thinks that they'll be all loose and it won't totally. feel nice or whatever yeah but it does go back it, it does and the other thing that people fear with um episiotomies is that it cuts into the clitoris because you know how the clitoris like oh. it's at the tip and then it comes down the sides. Have you like felt any difference in I guess sensation? No, with sex in that sense. That's great. That's great because no. I think we've tried different methods of doing the episiotomy has brought better results to not cutting through that clitoral. Yeah, wow. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Yeah. That would suck, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I didn't have that at all. I think it's really good to get those stories out there as well. As you say, even if it just makes you in that moment that you say, feel like you have to have an episiotomy and there's no other choice. Mm. It just gets rid of that feeling of like an episiotomy equals like, I'm going to die. Like, this sucks. This is the worst thing in the world. It can just keep people's minds a bit more open and a bit more, yeah, open in the moment of that conflict where, okay, it's not the end of the world. Totally. And Mm. I actually, in the scheme of things, thought, because the reason why I didn't opt for a C-section in my mind, which totally, if I I had to have one, then that's so be it. But Mm. in my mind was like, I just kind of wanted to be, like, I didn't want to have myself, like, kind of recovering from such a major surgery um, and then trying to look after two babies, mm. um, understanding that you can't you can't drive for six weeks, you can't do certain things. Um, I mean, I know they get you up walking pretty much as mm. soon as you can or whatever, but um, I just kind of had that in mind of if I have a vaginal birth – 
I'm not trying to heal so much myself yeah while trying to like look after babies i don't know what i don't know i don't know that's that's true it's so if my tiny little episiotomy Mm -hmm. like when i think about that to like a scar like a a over the whole belly yeah i'm like oh that's nothing yeah really like it's fine um yeah so nice yeah good i'm so stoked you feel like that now i know you had a big journey in the nursery yes tell us about that because essentially correct me if I'm wrong Sunny's fine pretty much since birth absolutely feeding fine totally average yeah baby yeah yeah nice nice yeah and then it was Odie that was had some things going on so our littlest Odie he um you know he was IUGR Mm mm-hmm he was smaller. He was on the third percentile. Mm. He actually measured um, like 35 and three, I think they said, mm. weeks. Like he, he, he was, yeah, really small. Mm. I think he was actually born uh, four pound. Well, that's terrible that I don't remember. Yeah, tell us even the oh kilos if you know it. Yes. So he was when he was born and they did the real weight, not the scan weight. Yeah, his real weight. He was still weight. on the third centile, was he? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that was correct. So he was born at 2095 grams. Yeah, tiny. So two kilos. Um, he was Four tiny. pounds six. Yeah. And Sonny was born five pound five. Yeah. Which is um, two, two and a half kilos. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so he was so little. Wow. Um, and he ended up, when he went to, I think he actually went to... To NICU first, mm. he went on CPAP, mm-hmm. um, and but they, but they weren't overly worried. Like he just needed a bit of help, breathing. Um, yeah, yeah, just because he was so little, really. Mm. Um, and like by the time I actually got, we got up to see him for the first time. wasn't until the afternoon, um, and it was it was a shock. For sure. Mm. Like, it was like, I mean, I, like, you know, I was like, I, I, we knew that he was going to, you know, come here and everything, but I guess my emotions took over and was just like, you know, my baby. Mm, <laughs> um, totally fair. So, um, after about, like, I, like, just to recap, my birth, amazing, you mm-hmm. know, like, positive. My postpartum was the hard part mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, Sunny and I weren't discharged until about day eight. Mm-hmm. I had, because I'd lost so much blood, I had two blood transfusions mm. um, and I had the, a catheter in for two days, which mm-hmm. is longer than they usually have it in because I couldn't walk unassisted for two days. Yeah. Um, and so that made it really hard also to get up to see Odie. So yeah. he, um, after day eight, like when we were discharged, we got to board in with him. By that yeah. stage, he was at special care unit, which is, I think back now, I'm like, I am really lucky that we were able to board in, like, and stay the night and mm. be there with him. Um, but when a lot, of the, a lot of people just get sent home. Mm. Like, like you're fine, but your baby's not. So, mm. like, come come check on them every day, and and yeah. that would just be 
awful. Awful. You know, so... Awful. Um, so, yeah, I, like, lucky, really lucky and grateful to be able to board in. We were in a shared, like, in special care. You're in a room with... So there's, like, four... Um, bays. Four bays. You're with other... Obviously, there's parents and um, babies that... You just mm. have a curtain between you, mm. and it's uh, like quite—I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's—it's it's, yeah, really. <laughs> I don't want to be negative, but it's, say it. It's just—it's just really hard, and it's, yeah. It, if there was another way to do that, great. But I just—I don't know how you would. But mm. you've got like. Your baby who's being tube fed, mm-hmm. you can't, you know, he was so little that I wasn't able to like, I could do some breastfeeding with him, mm. um, but he was so like kind of weak, he yeah. just weren't able to and sometimes they wouldn't even like, he would just sleep through yeah. really his feeds, he wouldn't cue um, and they were like, you just got to let him sleep because that's how he'll mm. grow and um I guess going through all of those emotions, like, you know, yeah, my perineum, obviously it's healing, like mm. sore. I had massive ab separation mm. from having, like being pregnant with them. Mm. And you're like sleeping on this bed couch thing, mm. which isn't a proper bed. It's like this, I don't know, like a, t- like a foam mattress, but mm. like it's not even a mattress. Like mm-hmm. it's like a, like a seat mm-hmm. and you're you're literally like you know here's some his blanket and sheet and a pillow and yeah. you can just sleep here and while you're healing and going through your baby blues and your baby's mm-hmm. like in special care mm-hmm. it's just so much and then on top of that like Sonny was actually jaundice and he needed like therapy and so he was still a little bit yellow even when we were discharged um and um my milk supply was just totally ruined <laughs> mm. like it just wasn't great and I think it was from the blood loss yeah so you know I'm trying to feed and two newborns two newborns pump round the clock every three hours like I didn't sleep really no um and because Sunny was a border baby, mm. they were like, <laughs> one nurse was like, oh, we'll, we'll help you with with Odin because he's in special care, but we can't help you with this other baby. So, like, if you need to feed him or if he's crying, like, obviously he's your responsibility. Obviously, that's fine. But when I'm trying to, like, feed two babies at once because they're on the same <sighs> kind of three-hourly schedule... It was like, you don't get any help. And, you know, my husband couldn't stay. I couldn't have my mum come up and help me. No. Like, you know, no one else is, like... Allowed. Allowed. It's... It was... I Hospital, like, special care, it broke me. Fair. I was just a mess. And I remember one of the... Like, a nurse one day, she was in... Um, looking after, you know looking after um, the babies in the room and I was just rocking, holding one of them, crying, looking out the window. Like I was just not okay. (laughs) It was like I just didn't know when we were going to get out. 
Yeah. Um, and she was, like, wiping my tears because I was just a mess. Uh-huh. Um, and I oh, – to add to that, um, on day five, Odie was diagnosed with a um, – like, he – they said he had a heart murmur. Mm-hmm. So that was just like another thing on yes. top of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and I do remember actually, just going back a bit, I actually remember maybe was it day three and going up to see Odie. And prior to that, and a, uh, a midwife came into my room and was like, oh, Amy's upstairs. Yeah, Holly's friend, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> my gosh!" I remember I just wanted to cry Aww. because you were there, and I and you were looking after Odin, and I just wanted to just. I was so full of emotion, and yeah. because I hadn't seen like the normality of you know, when you have your baby, you go home. Yeah. But I hadn't seen really anyone except for, like, my parents and my brother mm-hmm. briefly. Um, and that was it. Like, we, that was, yeah. you know. So it was, like, another familiar face. Yeah. And then, like, going up there and seeing you, I was, like, it was. I was so happy. It was the best thing. It really was. It was awesome. And I really needed, I was like, I need to do that. Yeah. Um, it was so it was nice. So good. And you had picked up, like, so many things, like, just, you know, he's doing this, he's doing really well. Should we get on to bottle feeds? Should we, you know, try yeah. that? Um, getting him off the tube kind of thing. Like yeah, when, you, know, you suck feeds, yeah. Yeah, some suck feeds. Um, and I remember you actually literally showing me how to breastfeed. Oh. I remember I had seen so many, like a few lactation consultants, but like one in particular, the first one that I saw, she just was – not helpful she mm. wanted like she wanted the ba- like Sonny to like find the boob yeah actually and that's all well and good but he was jaundice premi uh so sleepy yeah like, at times every and a t- twin they're always that like just just that not quite as with yeah. it yeah and um and he like I had to would every time we'd have to undress him to just get him to wake up to yes. feed and even getting a wet wipe and running it over him, yeah. poor little bubba, like, wake up. <laughs> it is what feed. you have to do, yeah. You know? And yep. I just remember you going, right, sit down, put him here, yep, get him nice and close. And I'm yep. like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Like, totally didn't know. Had, this is like day three. Yeah. And uh, well, I feel like it was day three. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, – and I just was, I just remember going, oh, thank goodness. Like, because yes. I'm like, how am I supposed to feed if he's trying to find the boob? He's never going to find the boob. He's asleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, you know. Yes. So that's it. It was, it was so great. I'm so grateful that you were there that day. And, um, it just was so nice to see a familiar face. I and love then actually that. being shown, he just needs a little bit of guidance. Yes. Every baby's different. We just can't, like, and don't get me wrong, I'm all for, you know, babies doing their nuzzle and finding the boob and stuff, but there's a time and a place for everything, Mm. right? And we did biological nurturing hold, I remember. It was just that straight up and down, and every baby's different. you you got to read them and read the mom as well. Sometimes, like, we don't have time to fuck around. Just get it on. Literally, (laughs) just can you just help me 
put him on there so yes. he knows and so yes. he can just start sucking. And yes. once his jaundice like had gone, mm-hmm. he was great. Like yeah. he was he was able to latch fine and I actually had uh, like it wasn't painful. Yes. It was fine. But he was just still asleep. Yes. He was I don't even know if he realized he was born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you just need you just need a little bit of help. So Yeah. Um, so that was so great. So I'm so glad. I mean, if you have an Amy, if you're in special care, can you have an Amy? <laughs> that's great. She, I love she that. just needed you there like every day. Oh um, I'm sorry that other nurse <laughs> said to you about yeah, not helping you with Sonny because he's not our responsibility. That's not very yeah, nice. It was hard because what are you going to hear? That was just one nurse. Yeah, and like there was a few other nurses that were like, "Oh, do you want me to help feed?" I'll like yeah. when Odie was having suck feeds because we would do like tube and then a bottle and then tube. Yeah. Like every um, second feed was a a bottle feed. Um, like I'd get I'd get help like mm. as in like. One nurse would be like, oh, let me help you. And I'm like, oh, um, like, thank you. But I actually have to say no because if I, if I, if you bottle feed him and then I'm feeding Sonny and they're literally linked at the same time, yeah. he's going to wake up the next feed when you're not here. Yes. He's going to wake up and I don't know how to feed two babies at once. No. And the next nurse might not help me. Yes. And I remember thinking like if all of the nurses were on board to helping, it wouldn't have been an issue because if you were home, I would have help or at least I would have your husband. Yeah. I would have it set up so I could maybe help like feed them. I don't know. Mm. You know, in my mind, I was going to tandem feed them. Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) But um, obviously couldn't do that. So I remember saying that to a lady and she was like, oh, she's like, I'm honestly, I'm fine. And she's, I'm like, no, like, you know, you don't understand. Like, you, you're great, but the next one might not be. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't know how to settle two babies by myself in the middle of the night. No. Like, I just, so it was really hard. That and is really hard. I think um, with, with all of that, plus we had a COVID case. One of, there was a mum that had COVID in uh, one of the, bays yeah and then we were in lockdown everyone was in lockdown and it was just like we were never getting out of here oh so yeah it just yeah it's it's a really it was like you're in isolation you don't get help you don't get um familiar people around you that you know even like friends and whatnot because the whole thing too was with covid like you couldn't just come to the hospital anyone couldn't just come and go um and Travis was only allowed during the day. He couldn't, like, he couldn't stay with me. And no. he, he was actually asked by the same nurse. That oh. was not very helpful. Um, went to, what time are you leaving? Because it's getting late. Oh. And I was like, he's like. This nurse was having a bad day. She, Far out. She was just not on my side. No. And I remember Trav going, I'll leave once she's had a shower. Yes. And like just And she sorted you know, and mind you, it was probably like early or late afternoon. Like it wasn't even Late Harvard. What? Do you know what I mean? We like have dads even, there. Oh, I have dads there in my room till like ten. Yeah. Like it wasn't Yeah. It was, she just Wow. Yeah. I, I, and that's the thing, like you can get amazing people and then you can get people who are totally just not really great. But um 
totally it it was just so challenging and your mind is like you know you're in this little bay and if you want to go and eat you have to go out mm, and but you can't your take your baby no. yeah you got to go out and eat and then coming back you can't back even and, bring a cup of tea into the bay no you can't no. eat in your bay you can't yeah you can't have hot drinks in your bay like I had yeah. a water bottle that was it yeah. um and you know the whole breastfeeding it's like oh you, you know you should be having snacks and eating and lo- you know yeah. all of the things but, but then you should also be here so at the becking call so yeah. that if they cry you have to be here to breastfeed them yep yep so I'm ah. like how am I supposed to sleep I don't have any help from like my husband overnight mm. I like should be snacking often mm-hmm. because you're hungry when you breastfeed because mm-hmm. I was breastfeeding Sunny and mm. um, pumping for Odie and um, you couldn't wash your breast pump stuff mm-hmm. in that room. You had to go all the way out, down the hall, mm. into a special sink. Mm. I was like, Can't, <laughs> like, do you want to make this any more hard? Absolutely. Like, just, you know, and I – absolutely. I think too with like finding out that Odin then had a heart murmur meant he needed like an x-ray and and like was it a like sleep a, study they did? No, oh, I don't actually know what they did because we weren't even um, there when they did it I yeah. guess because I was still on the ward. Oh, true. And I couldn't – that was the other thing that was hard. When your baby's in special care like – Obviously, you're on the ward and they feed you three meals a day, which is great. But, you know, his feeding time's every three hours. So, like, you can't always get to his feed. I couldn't always get to his feeds because yes. I'm also trying to feed my other baby. Yes. And have him sleep and whatever. And he and it was such an ordeal to, like, at that time, his, he was jaundice. I was breastfeeding. I was giving him a... Um, formula top up because I didn't have enough milk Uh. um and in order like if you don't if you're not there eating your meal within like an hour of it arriving or half an hour whatever it is they'll just take your food away from you they won't save it so if we were up visiting Odie like I remember one day we were up visiting Odie and um he I come back and I was like, oh, I'm a bit hungry and lunch had already gone. So, you know, like I know that seems like really nothing in the scheme of things. It's a huge deal. You just, yeah. It's a huge deal. I just bawled because I was like, I'm starving. I'm supposed to keep up with my milk supply and I can't because I've got these two newborns relying their life on me for my milk. and. I can't even feed myself. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Honestly, the nursery mum is listening to this would completely understand and yeah. empathise where you're coming from. Because yeah. it's, it, it's these things, they don't sound like a big deal, but they are a huge deal when you're totally. in it day in, day out. Yeah. yeah. And they, I couldn't walk all the way to the nursery, like yeah. for a few days actually. Yeah. Even, yeah, so I just remember I had to have a wheelchair. Oh, uh, Yeah. And, but then you have to order your wheelchair. Oh, and like, sometimes it takes like half an hour. Literally, I remember waiting an hour. Yeah. So busy. And I just was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I just can this day. And, you know, <laughs> like, I was so baby blues. Oh, it's yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. I just, 
hope that everyone else's experience is better than mine. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Like, so then you – because I know that heart murmur. Yes. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it turned into quite a huge deal. Do you want to explain that? Yeah. So he ended up, um, like, having ultrasounds and whatnot um, and echocardiograms and whatnot. And mm. he basically breathed fast – which they didn't know why and then we had to wait till like he was six weeks old before we could actually see somebody at like the children's hospital. Yeah. And see a um, a cardiologist um, which determined he had an ASD and a VSD um, like two holes in his heart pretty much. Yeah. Um, And can I add that this whole time because of the breathing – the br- he was having trouble breathing because of the heart murmur yeah. that you had to take him home with a tube in and you were tube feeding him and b- breastfeeding him. Is so that right? When we took him home, he wasn't on the tube. He was ah. off the tube. But uh, when we saw oh, – I don't even know. Maybe he was like two months old. We – he stopped taking his bottles. Mm. Like he refused it. I thought maybe he was like had um, colic or something. Mm. And he wasn't breastfeeding. He was just bottle feeding already. We'll, we'll pause it. Alrighty, we are back and we've purged out this experience of the past, oh all the negative so emotions. Sorry. It is so I fun. I can't believe I just, guys, I was just sick. <laughs> I literally just vomited. In Amy's toilet. <laughs> in Amy's toilet. I clearly needed to like get that out. I don't. I know really. Why. I honestly feel it's a, an emotional response. I yeah. Think so yeah, it it's was so lot. random that I just all of a sudden was like, oh, I'm going to be sick. Right and then now. since then, it's been like thing after thing after thing that you haven't been able to process, and yeah. now you're like, let's get rid of all this yeah. shit emotion and feeling that Which I had way. at the time. Yeah. Through talking about it, and then a physical release. Nothing better. Don't they do that oh on um, gosh. like ayahuasca and stuff like isn't that what they say on those things where you have these weird experiences and you just have this massive purge of (laughs) like i think it's it's like obviously needed yeah did i have to do that like right now i don't know (laughs) i think it's good i actually i actually i remember my gp actually saying to me um with with how it everything she's like oh yep and um do you think you need to speak to anybody yes and I was like oh if you think you know I don't know sure yeah she sent me a referral but I never did anything with it yes so I feel like you feel like you are my therapy and (laughs) I've just literally was sick so that's good hopefully Onwards and upwards from here. It must be nice getting rid of all that emotion, my friend. Wow. You know, I was worried I was going to, like, cry. Yes. I didn't think I would vomit. (laughs) Holy. (laughs) My gosh. Me too. It's wild. That is funny. That is so funny. Can you recall where we were at? We were talking about Odie's heart condition. Yes. So. Fair call. Fitting. Yeah. (laughs) You just don't. You just don't expect going into parenthood, like, as if two babies weren't 
enough to kind of get your head around. Let's yeah. just throw in a heart condition while yes. we're at it. So yes. So he um so he had two holes in his heart which can actually close by themselves and a lot of babies it's normal for them to have a hole in the heart and then when they're born it closes mm. and I think it's something to do with um, uh, when they're inside your plus like the placenta is like breathing for them mm-hmm. and it, I, I don't know I'm probably butchering this but go for it it's it's like when they're born mm-hmm. something is activated and mm-hmm. then they can breathe for themselves mm-hmm. and, and it's all kind of linked mm-hmm. and yeah holes super common but um his just didn't close Mm. so um so basically that's right um he came home without a tube Mm. and then it wasn't until um yeah we saw a cardiologist i think he was like six weeks old um that he confirmed yep he's got asd vsd two holes in the heart and the reason why he um I think we think that he was breathing fast was because there was lots of pressure in his in the blood vessels in his lungs. Mm. Um, so they put him on medication for that mm. um, to help with that because it's actually a lot of work, which is also the reason why it was hard for me to breastfeed him because mm. feeding in general with a bottle, a boob, whatever, mm-hmm. is hard work for him. Mm-hmm. It's basically like something like... It's like he's running a marathon but mm-hmm. trying to breathe through a straw. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm, that makes so really much hard. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, um, so that's kind of why I really couldn't breastfeed him and I chose to not push him because that was just that, – that's awful. Like mm. the poor little guy. Mm. Um, I think that's so fair. Yeah. So he was bottle fed um, and I would just pump and – I actually had to do mixed feeding anyway because mm. I ended up going on Domperidone, which was um, to help with my milk supply mm. um, to feed two babies. So mm. anyway, um, he stopped taking his bottles and I thought he had colic. And then when we saw his cardiologist, he was like a week or two later. Um, he's like, oh, that's that's his body got, like telling him that he needs surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Like he, he is in he has heart failure, which mm. sounds horrific when mm-hmm. it's your baby. Um, it it actually just means that your your heart is failing to thrive. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not working as it should to pump like an effective amount of oxygen around the body that the body needs. Yeah, like it's it's mm-hmm. um yeah because of the holes. Mm-hmm. Um, all the blood's mixing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it should, yeah, shouldn't yeah. be doing what it is is doing and whatnot, and it and it's affecting all sorts of things. So, mm. um, so he ended up going in for like five days at the children's hospital, um, where they put a tube back in, mm. and he said, "We'll go back to tube feeding, mm-hmm. um, and what you could do is offer the bottle." And then when he gets over that, just put the rest down the tube. Mm. So an, an NG tube just goes through his nose mm-hmm. um, and into his belly. Yeah. So he's getting all that, like all that he needs. Mm. Um, and he's also um, 
was put on to like fortified feeds so where they would make it more concentrated so he wouldn't have to like drink as much or take as much liquid um yeah so I had to like put put a tiny bit of formula in my breast milk so that um like it was more calorie dense and he would put weight on quick so that he could be ready for his surgery definitely Um, wow yeah so um so anyone just like totally not for formula it, mm. it actually like literally helped us saved mm-hmm. you know like there's good things about it yeah it is know. a time and a place there for is sure a time and, a place, and obviously breast milk is amazing but I still had to put formula in my breast yeah. milk so yeah I'm just glad that that's also yeah. an option absolutely um, 100% yeah so 100% um so he so from then that's when he had a tube put in yeah um, and I might just add in as well, at five weeks, he had an inguinal hernia. And uh-huh. um, I know. And he, he had to have surgery to have that fixed. Really? Um, yeah. So he was in for the night. And um, like... At school? Uh, he actually... At the children's hospital. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, like I just one day, you know, this... Yeah, he just had like this swollen... Um, testicle, which ah. was his, um, like, bowel, I guess, pushing on it or something. So, wow. Yeah, it was um, – yeah. So – and then within a few days, he was having surgery for that. So, oh, my god! Like, he just has copped everything and his brother's just, like, having a cruisy ride. Oh, wow. Um, so, he's such a little trooper, a little old. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he's already had that one surgery. Then he went on a tube, um, back to tube feeding. Yeah. Um, and then about a month after that. And you were tube feeding at home? Yeah, at home. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So we, Which is great. So we, yeah, had to tube feed him at home and, um, yeah, and that was like a whole, yeah, like just a whole nother thing to add yes absolutely <laughs> how do you feed your babies oh just through a tube yeah feed one through a tube we're gonna heat up the milk put it in yeah. do a ph test then the other one yes. i'm heating up a bottle putting it on the boob giving it the bottle after the boob then i've got a pump and Literally, then oh god yeah that was not to yep. mention the tube feed you're mixing the formula stuff in and yeah and yeah, the just, whole thing yeah and then you know breastfeeding bottle feeding yeah tube like you've got to like oh far out there's just no time for anything else no um so yeah and then after about a month of having his tube in we got a date for his surgery and then he went in for um open heart surgery Mm. and that was uh that was a lot Mm. It's okay. I don't want to cry, but um, you can. It was just, you know, the, the people at the children's hospital are amazing. Yeah. Um, but when your child, like, yeah, is like, I don't know. We, I think, technically, from a, you know, the doctors were like, it's actually quite a really common straightforward type surgery Mm. like you know when I say common I mean like babies have holes this particular scenario of an ASC and a VSD 
um, repair, they do it all the time. Mm -hmm. You just probably don't hear about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. quite, it's for them, they they do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's more complicated surgeries within the heart surgery, like, I guess, Mm -hmm. area. But um, his, they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. say you know, have a quick cuddle and mm. see you when he get, when he's out. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like the same process as his um, hernia surgery. So mm. it was kind of like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. Except we knew he's going to be, be – they're like, he's going to be in um, intensive care for three days and then he'll go up mm-hmm. to the ward. Mm. And so it was like, oh, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. So – but with his surgery was – there was complications. So instead of a four to six hour surgery, it ended up being an eight hour surgery. Mm. And when he came out, um, the surgeons were pretty much like, oh, he's okay, but we had complications. And I just couldn't understand what, I just did not take any of it in. I just mm. was like, oh, okay, like, but he's fine. Mm. And he, and meanwhile, like, the surgeons had left because they give you, like, an update before you see your child. Mm. And Travis is just broke down. And I'm like, why are you crying? Like, what's going on? Mm. And he's just like, this has happened and this has happened. Like, I don't know. I didn't understand what the doctor was saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he ended up having, like, 40-degree temps in surgery. He, They couldn't get a main central line in for two hours. Like, they couldn't um, understand... I guess with his breathing, they couldn't, like, I don't know, control it or something because mm. he had to have – like, they're operating on his heart, so yeah. it's not working. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not pumping, no. you know, like, to actually fathom the fact that your child's heart is not – Yeah. They have – they're, like – they basically were, like, we have to stop his heart to work on it, obviously, but – but not so obvious. Like, like it's, you wouldn't think about that until you're told no, that. And I – it's just so hard to comprehend. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. – when I saw him, he had, like – his whole body was covered with lines and tubes and drains and so much, like <sighs> – and when they're so small, like. yeah, and they didn't um, close his chest straight away, so like his chest was open. Um, mm. There was like a little patch thing over it, but it, oh, like wow. there's just you just can't. I don't know, seeing him like that, yeah. And all I could think of was like I remember walking in there. Falling. Yes. And just being like, oh my gosh, like I did this to you. Oh. That's the worst Sorry. mama guilt. Just don't apologize. Like, obviously, he was asleep, but um, he was on all these me- medications and drugs and whatever, and really strong drugs. Like he was on, like, um, I can't even think. <laughs> like ketamine and morphine and yep. stuff. Yeah. Yep. All of those, oxy. Um, yeah. Just anything you can think of. Like yeah. That just, he was on it 
Um, yeah. And they were doing things for this and things for that and things for this because this happened yeah. in surgery and this happened and blah, 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 blah. Like Cascades. And they didn't know why. Like they didn't know why such technically a straightforward surgery to them was not straightforward. Mm. Um, yeah, it was and, – and then because they didn't know – and you're trying to ask and like ask them questions like why, you know, and they they're, they're like we we just don't know we don't know why like anyway so that's the was, hardest yeah like it was a bit um like you could I don't want to say touch and go but that's yeah pretty much I think what it was like yeah um. Which is so hard to be in as a mum. And I think you just don't expect, you know, you have all these amazing plans. Oh, yep. Like, you don't think of this when you're going in to try and conceive with a baby. You just don't. No. I think... I mean, the average person, like, we don't have congenital heart disease or any sort of any heart issue whatsoever in our family, mm. both sides. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like maybe, like, maybe I'm putting it down to the fact that he just didn't get enough when he was in utero. Mm. Like, as far as he was growth restricted, maybe he just didn't, his body just didn't like get all the things mm. that he needed, especially with his absent flow dopplers and all that. Um, mm. So I do put it down to that because I was so strict with what I ate. Mm-hmm. I, you know, washed everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really cautious about processed meats. I, mm-hmm. um, I just ate so, I feel like, well, you know, mm-hmm. the best that mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and was trying to be at my most optimal health. So I, I really don't know you know what you can put that down to but there was nothing you could have done no there like, was nothing you could have done yeah. to change that so um you know but as the days went on like we were in hospital for nearly a month and he was um he was in special care for eight days instead of three days mm-hmm. then went to close obs on the ward so you know it's the same thing like four babe, four bays, <sighs> parents, babies, mm. and it was just like special care all over. Except you're with, you know, babies that have post surgery, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's just another like a whole another next level of like, oh my god, yes, it's like repeat, repeat, and oh. I did find though. Like, my husband actually, Trav, was able to stay. Like, they were like, one parent can stay. Mm. Same kind of setup. There's, like, a little couch bed mm. that you can make into a bed and um, you can stay the night. Mm-hmm. And because I had we had Sunny and I was breastfeeding and whatnot, um, we were so appreciative. We were able to stay at the Ronald McDonald House across the road awesome. from the Children's Hospital. So we were staying there and then when he came into close-ups, um, Trav decided he would stay with Amazing. Odin and I would take Sunny back 
Yes. Um, because he, because that was the other thing. Sonny couldn't stay. If I d- if uh, I chose to stay overnight in hospital, Sonny wouldn't be able to. Oh, really? Um, yeah, like they couldn't board him in. Um, uh, well, I guess because, I don't know. Yeah. Like just maybe. Policies probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Trav's like, it's fine, like, I'll just stay here and then, yeah. Yeah. So, as it turned out, um, we did that and then he ended up getting his own room mm. and then we were able to go home. Mm. So, like, he was, you know. So good. Good to go. So good. Yeah. And so, so good. ever since he's just been um, like doing so great and it took a couple months to get him off of the tube, feeding tube, because he, yeah. he was on it for quite a bit, but. Um, what I guess they don't tell you is they just get used to getting fed through a tube, I suppose. So they yeah. don't actually – they're like, oh, no. Nah. And also he had, like, oral aversion, so he didn't want anything in his mouth. And I guess it's from surgery, like having all of the tubes and whatnot yeah. down his throat. Like he just – and your nose. Like, what a fair call. It would suck. It would totally, be so uncomfortable. Totally. So um, – you know, they were like, just give him time. Yes. Um, just keep offering the bottle and then top up with the tube. And yeah. So we did that and um, eventually... I Sorry, yeah. rewind for a second. Am I right in saying that the heart surgery, after all those dramas, they essentially figured out that the they closed the holes and turns out that wasn't the issue that was causing the breathing condition? Yeah. Correct. They Well, they thought by closing the holes, his breathing would get better. Mm. But um, it didn't settle because because of the holes, it made the pressure um, of the blood vessels in his lungs mm. like a lot. Like it made, it, uh, made him breathe fast. Like it was mm. doing too much, I guess. He was getting all of his oxygen, so he didn't need, like, any oxygen, essentially, mm. like, I mean, he, he did when he was post-surgery, but not to go home with. Mm-hmm. Um, his body was getting the oxygen, but it was just, it's like, yeah, he just breathes fast. And mm. when they closed the holes and upon recovery, they were like, oh, um, they're like, oh, the holes actually aren't that big to what Mm. they thought they originally had thought and and they also thought oh they're not really big enough to actually cause him to breathe Mm -hmm. fast Mm -hmm. so then it was this big puzzle of what's going on here Mm. they actually thought maybe he has a respiratory issue so while he when they didn't close his um chest because he's uh, the right side of his heart was swollen, so mm. they decided to leave it open and then close it in two days' mm. time. Um, when they were going to do a chest closure, they also did a lung biopsy to check if there was anything going on there. Mm. I guess, um, I don't know, yeah, to, te- to te- test for something. Mm. And um, it came back normal. Mm. So... They basically have said he has pulmonary hypertension, which is the breathing fast, but um, and he's on medication for that, which is actually Viagra. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. Does he get little bonus? Um, like he does, but I don't know if that's because Sonny does as well. Uh, really? Yeah, baby boys get little bonus. This sounds crazy. I never knew that. Yeah. Never yep. knew that. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So. That's so funny. Yeah. Okay. Because now that you say that, actually, I have heard that Viagra does have other uses. Yeah. So, yeah. originally, I think it was for, like, hypertension. They use it in heart surgeries and whatnot. Um, or heart medication, I think. And mm. then the side effect to that was, mm. yeah. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah. How funny is that? Um, so, cool. It has okay, a so he's on that. Sildenafil. Okay, but that's the generic name yes. for Viagra. So My he gosh. has that three times a day. Three times a day. Three times a day. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so he's and he's currently still on that. Yeah. But um, yeah, they he's he actually has a respiratory um, check in like later this month. So they still actually haven't pinpointed properly, like, what's going on. They just don't know. He's a bit of a mystery. And sometimes that's the hardest thing, I think, in medicine is that lots of people, including ourselves, think we've just got to find why and then treat it. Yeah. But then sometimes we just cannot figure out why. Yeah. And that's just the hardest thing to accept where it's like, we don't know why. We're going to give these drugs to, like, manage symptoms, mm. but we don't know what the problem is or how to fix the problem. Yeah. It's so hard. And his surgeon actually said, we may never find out. Yeah. <laughs> like, why all these complications happened, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, all in all, he is totally fine. Yes. Like, he is slightly delayed with his development yeah. Purely because he's spent so much time in bed, mm-hmm. like recovering. Recovering, and, absolutely. You know, not doing as much as his brother. Yeah. And but not having the energy as well, same energy. Totally. As his brother yeah. at times. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So he's like, the, like eight months now, and, you know, Sonny's crawling and pulling himself up onto oh, wow. things and standing. And Odie's like, yep, I'm on all fours and I'm rocking. Oh, <laughs> you know, cute. So, and he yeah. thinks it's pretty cool doing that. <laughs> so I'm like, you go, Bubba. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. So, and he's just the same as Sunny, really, like as far as like chatty and cute. He's just that slightly delayed, like, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, he's doing so fine and he's off the tube now. Yes. He was off the tube. Just bottle feeding? Just bottle feeding. Yeah. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. I I no longer breastfeed. Um, Sonny actually weaned off me. Very uh, sad about that. Uh, he would just, he just got to a point where he would scream every time I yeah. put him on the boob. That's cool. And I... That's nice that he got to do it. Yeah, like he chose, not yeah. me. Um, he just didn't... Yeah, he just was way too, I guess, distracted. And I know yeah. they say, you know, go to a quiet place. I would do that. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. just didn't want a bar of it. And yeah. um, so I guess when that end, that finished, that made my supply even drop further because... Yeah. He wasn't feeding and then the pump wasn't, like, I don't think my boobs really 
you know, yeah. you're not releasing oxytocin so that you yes. can um, react the same way as totally. having a baby feed off you. So totally. the pump just – I was like, all right, I think my days are done. Yeah, so fair cool. They're both bottle-fed now. And I think that's amazing yeah. that you did it for as long as you did. Like yeah. the pumping and the breastfeeding part of it is yeah. like – Oh, yeah, so draining. So, so draining. Yeah. And the fact that you did it for physically as long as you possibly could yeah. is so impressive. Yeah. Like lots of women, which, you know, no qualms to them, yeah. w- wouldn't um, hold up for that long. Totally. You know, they would have gone to formula way sooner. So yeah. feel proud of that. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, it was definitely – it was sad. Like I was sad. Yeah. But also grateful that I at least got to breastfeed one of them and yes. still had that experience. And Absolutely. Um, I guess now I'm like totally okay. Yeah. I'm like, all right, we're just going to do that. And now they hold their own bottles, so – Amazing. Like that's – pretty cool that is cool <laughs> yeah yes. especially when there's two at the same age <sighs> like you just don't have time to do anything no so when 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 something like that happens like that's a breakthrough I'm like oh Absolutely. my gosh I could just quickly go and run and put a load of washing on. yes like, exactly exactly yeah. so good so, yeah. do you have any parting I guess advice or even like hindsight what you would do differently if anything or anything you want to leave with the podcast I or like your biggest lessons or whatever yeah I definitely like with I mean if you're expecting to like don't have big expectations and don't Mm -hmm. put pressure on yourself even actually if you're just having one Mm -hmm. because you have if you have a plan and you're like this is what I'm doing Mm -hmm. more likely than not it's not going to go to plan or it won't Mm -hmm. work exactly that way Mm -hmm. um and you just kind of have to go with the flow but Mm -hmm. I just don't like I really truly feel like just don't put pressure on yourself yes you're already doing enough. You've just made a baby, like literally. Uh-huh. You just grew one and birth one, and mm-hmm. and then if you're feeding them, like breastfeed, like oh my gosh, like it's yeah. just incredible. It's and incredible. It's a lot of work. Yes, and it's tiring and it's hard and exhausting, but it's yeah, so bloody great too. Exactly. <laughs> so, like yeah. I think there's a big difference. I personally feel like there's a big difference between. Okay, I want to say have this natural birth and and breastfeed, for example, um, whether you've got twins or not. So you can want that and mm. you can prepare yourself for that. Do everything you can to make that come to fruition without holding the expectation that yeah. that is absolutely going to happen. And yeah. if anything goes aside from that, I'm going yeah. to fucking melt down, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's two totally different things. It's... Yeah. Preparing and then holding an expectation. Expectations are never yeah. positive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Like, if you if you want to have a vaginal birth with two, mm-hmm. just really understand, do your own research. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if you think, actually, I think I would prefer a C-section, mm. do that, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. If you want to bottle feed and not breastfeed, do that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't. Your mental health is so important as well. Like mm. even though it's like I, I'm 
I think it's good. Like, I'm glad I put in the effort and did what I could because mm. that's what I wanted to do. Mm. But I think if you if if you're like the ship, the mother, if the ship goes down, everyone in it's gonna go with it yes. too. So if you're not okay, then like you, no one's gonna be okay. Yes. So if if it means you're gonna like be a better like better mom by mm. going all right, I really wanted to do this, but that's not working. I just have to go and do this mm. and go with it. Don't – like, I couldn't breastfeed Odin because of his heart condition. I really wanted to tandem feed. I can't do that. That's fine. I'll just, you know, I'll breastfeed Sunny. Yeah. Sunny actually has, a, like, a tongue tie. Mm. And I think that's also why I didn't have much breast – like, mm-hmm. my milk wasn't super full either because mm. um, he wasn't actually had, like, a shallow latch. Mm-hmm. It didn't hurt, but it just took him a while to feed. Interesting. So, like, I just didn't even think about, like, my breast, my milk supply. So, yeah. sometimes you might not have the full milk supply. You know, some people have too much. Like, yes. I definitely think don't put pressure on yourself. Yeah. You know, I, if you're having twins, just accept help. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, and take, if your husband can take time off, mm-hmm. even better if you've got family members that mm-hmm. can also like maybe come and help you when your husband goes back to work mm-hmm. um, or your partner goes back to work. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like, I don't know. I, I feel like just know that you're doing amazing because mm-hmm. it's hard. <laughs> hard work yeah yeah. well done so rewarding but hard fair call so valid and I even look back now like after after everything that we went through Mm -hmm. with birth postpartum Odie's health Mm -hmm. like come six months and he was off the tube and he's just on like his medication which he loves because it's sweet (laughs) (laughs) um like life is great. Yes. So it's, it's like a six month whirlwind, and then was, there is a light at the end of the. There tunnel. really is, and yeah, like yeah, we still have ongoing appointments of checkups and whatnot, but mm. like it's fine. It's just this, you know, everything's a season. Yes. It's just that season that we were in. Yes. I guess. And um, yeah, like you know, it all will pass when time is times are hard and yeah things that just don't seem like they're ever gonna end like yeah they do and you move on and it's great that's and the best advice yeah and I also think actually for any mums that are you know becoming a mum or whatever mm. or you've just had your baby join a mums group mm. I whether or not it be like a yoga class and mm-hmm. you find mums there or mm. Um, um, a mum's group, like you've got friends or somebody, or, you know, yeah. really actually make an effort to, on you know, go out and see them once a week. Yes. That has probably been my best therapy. Have you done that up, yeah. up where you live? Yeah. Oh, so awesome. We, um, I didn't realise that. Yeah, and I joined my this mum's group that, like, the boys were five months old, so only yeah. was – like just we'd just come home and it was like maybe a week or two later and I was yeah. like yeah I'm gonna do that I'm good. joining the mum's group good um 
and he was still on the tube and everything. Oh, I was good like, on I you. I just need to get out. The hospital yeah. made me really realise that you just need to really enjoy life. Yes. Because it can be so crap yeah. <laughs> if you really don't take opportunities. So yes, I joined mum's group. They were like five months old. These babies were like anywhere from like eight to three months old. Like yeah. eight weeks, sorry, to three months. Like you know, yeah, they were way older, but I didn't care. I just like I just yes. need some other people around me that absolutely. You know, I didn't know really anyone, and it it's so great and so great. It's such a beautiful group, like amazing. No one is judgy, and everyone's so supportive. And it's Love just been that. nice just to catch up every Love week. That. Just to divulge, have a coffee, like yes, you know. Oh, yours isn't sleeping. Yeah, me neither. Like yes, it's, it's so fine. Like I think it's really good. Because you can get really stuck in your house and if, if you know, you might go for a walk here and there, mm-hmm. which is, like, awesome. But if you're, like, making it, like, right, like, every Wednesday we're going. You have to. You know, just do it. Yeah. Out of the house. You have to commit to it. hard. Yeah. I, I do it with twins. Yes, like. exactly. And, like, the other – last week I literally took the boys to the local pool. Yeah. Because – that's where mum's group was going and I was like we're doing this so yes I was like, how am I going to do this I don't know how I'm going to do this and bought little <laughs> floaty things for them so they yes. could sit in this floaty thing and <laughs> we were there sick make it work yep it's just good on yeah, you yeah I think if you're a twin mom really really just think outside of the box and yeah don't let things be hard like as in don't let Oh, that sounds too hard. I'm not going to bother. Like, yeah. really think about actually, could that work? Yeah, you know, make it work. Yeah, make it work. I like, agree. I just feel like, and I do think uh, yeah, the mums group that I've joined, they're also help. They help me get them in and out of the pool. That's sweet, but you know, they sound like really nice ladies. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and they all had their own babies, so it was like, sorry, can you hold this one while I do this one and change that one and whatever? But yeah, like it's fine. Amazing. So, amazing. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. You've done amazing. You're thank inspiring. You. <laughs> I loved that we got to have this conversation yes, finally. Thank you so much for having me. I can't believe I vomited and cried. <laughs> on the like, oh, gosh. the ultimate purge. I love it. Yeah, to wow. get it out. Yeah, to get it out. Obviously. And oh, I just think other mamas, particularly in the nursery, particularly twin mamas, are just going to find so much. Relevance in this yeah. conversation. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. All of these podcasts are recorded live in our Facebook group, so you are not only able to be the first to listen and watch the podcast, but you are also able to ask questions throughout the podcast. If you wish to jump into the Facebook group, the link is in the show notes. I would also really appreciate if you left a five-star written review, share this podcast with someone who would appreciate, or even share your recent listen on your social stories. Lots of love. Thank you.